away we go. Welcome back to Motor and Millennials with Anthony Lucci and Zach Rothenberger here on another episode of one of your favorite automotive podcasts. Thanks for joining us today. Um, going to touch on a couple of our previous episodes before we dive into today's topic. Um, three episodes ago, we talked about manual versus automatic transmissions. Uh, you know, the never-ending great debate. So go back, check that episode out. Then we talked about tuning tips 101. So we'll have more tuning tips on specifically fuel injection and um, carbureted engines. So we're going to be breaking that out down the road. Um, we don't have any tune and tip for tune and tips for electric vehicles. So you'll have to get that info um, from the geek squad, probably. Um, but our last episode was on head scratchers, uh, car designs and trends. So what Zach and I thought um, cars that, you know, just make you go like, what the, f- mm-hmm. you know, the rest of it. Um, so Zach, what's going on tonight, man? Not too much. I will say, if you're looking for tuning tips on electric vehicles, this isn't the podcast for you. <laughs> it's definitely not the podcast for you. <laughs> no, but I'm great. And hey, you know, speaking of you know previous episodes, we have some some pretty awesome guests coming on. We want to preview for for next week's episode. Uh, we're going to have Kelly Kondratik and Marina Garlic join us. Uh, for those who don't know. Uh, Kelly and Marina. Uh, we're going to be diving in the top alcohol dragster conversation with them. Uh, Marina owns a, the dragster, and I know Kelly recently joined her team. So we're going to be diving into that conversation and kind of learning what that's all about and some some of that big news they have they're going to share with us. And uh, it should be a great time. So, you know, we haven't had a guest on for three, four weeks since Justin Ashley. So, you know, if you want to hear a guest episode, go check that one out while we're talking about it. But uh, yeah, we're really looking forward to having those two those two uh, badass chicks join us next week. Yeah, and it's awesome. Our first female guest, and with not just one, but there's two joining us at the same time. So this is awesome. Um, we're really excited and pumped. Um, always great to see w- women in the sport, and uh, we're we're excited for that conversation with them for sure. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. That's for sure. And uh, you know, speaking of the sport and racing, you know, before we you know, this episode for this week is, is pretty much we're just going to have some general conversation, some. It's kind of a motor millennial update, if you will, especially about what happened this past weekend. Uh, you know, Lucci, you and myself, we both made some pretty big strides with some some goals we've been been tackling for been chasing for a while now. Um, but before that, we want to also give a big shout out to Jake Narr, um, one of our previous guests that we've had on as well, who raced and who was in four classes this weekend and won all four. Two of them on Saturday, two of them on Sunday at Maple Grove. I think it was 24 or 26 consecutive round wins. Like I've never heard of someone going 24 and 0, 26 and 0, whatever before. That's got to be like a Guinness world record. Absolutely. And I hope he had a Guinness <laughs> yeah. after that week this weekend because <laughs> it's quite the feat, I will say. It's it's just it's awesome and you know he's a great guy, so it's, it's good to see. You know, he actually I was there on Sunday, we'll get to that, but he actually his fuel pump took a just took a crap on him after the one time shot on Sunday. So he was in, in the pits swapping out fuel pumps between rounds and making the call and winning the race, obviously. So, you know, kudos to him. So we wanted to make sure to uh, give him a little, little love and uh, show our support. Isn't that crazy? That's like, and you hear those stories all the time and they're, and they're true. That's like, it's the, when you're the, when you're being resilient and you're bouncing back and you're taking the punches and that's when, the big moments happen. 
Mm-hmm. It's adversity. You, you know, it's rare. It's there are very few times where it's like everything's going your way, but a lot of the times things aren't going your way. And if you keep pushing through and you don't let up, like that's when the big wins come. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, so that. Congratulations we, have, to Jake. we got some motivational motor and millennial talk right there. <laughs> it's true. I love it. Maybe that'll be a new segment. Yeah. Take that to heart. <laughs> take it but, to the uh, track. <laughs> take it to the track. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, but no, so like, like I said, this episode, pretty much just general motor millennial talk, if you will. Um, as yeah. I mentioned, yeah, I mean, yeah, as, as everyone knows, you know, Lucci and I were pretty big into the F bodies and the LS one with our street cars that we also like to enjoy at the racetrack. And, uh, you know, this, this weekend, like I said, I ran at Maple Grove and I know last week's episode, I mentioned how I was trying to break into the 11s. Yeah, Zach, you got some news to share with us, don't you? We, uh, we finally did it. We finally Woo! did it. 11, <laughs> 1193 at 113.9 miles per hour. I have to add the 0.9 because we got to add every little bit we can, right? <laughs> that's awesome, man. Congratulations. That That's well-deserved. I mean, if, if anyone on uh, listening to the podcast has seen Zach's Camaro, you know, one, you can eat off the bottom of it. <laughs> Two, um, the car is just gorgeous inside and out. And Zach, you know, another thing is Zach has done all the work himself. So, you know, it's well-deserved, especially when you reach a number like that. Um, it makes it just that more, much more special. So well-deserved, man. Congratulations. Uh, well, thank you. Uh, you know, I can't say I did it all myself, obviously, because I, I remember there was a time where you were underneath with me and we were trying to get the some <laughs> the work exhaust. with the, the new exhaust <laughs> system. So, and uh, my dad, obviously, and some other folks too. So yeah, it's always a team effort with racing, you know, but um, it was cool. And, you know, I want to add a brief story too. And we were talking about this before we started to record. So it was a, it was a Sunday race at Maple Grove and there was only one time shot like there is on Sundays. So I went the 1193 in my first time shot and I have to tell you, man, I was, it was the weirdest race I've ever been a part of in my life really? <laughs> that Sunday first round. So for those who don't know, it's sportsman. You're only allowed to run 1150 is the fastest you can run. So I ran a 93 and typically, you know, my car picks up after that first pass, there was a headwind also when I ran the 1193 and first round, there was no headwind. The the DA crept up a little bit, but that doesn't always really affect my car or so I thought. Um, so long story short, dot 1193, uh, I'm racing a C10 step side, dot 1150. So right away, I'm thinking he's probably holding because you're only allowed to run 1150. And typically if you dial 1150, typically means your car's faster than 1150. Well, leave the starting line. You know, I knew I hit the tree. I was 010. He was 25 on the tree. So he wasn't a slouch either. Um, had a slight advantage. And literally before half track, he was two cars ahead of me. <laughs> and wow. he was, he was only not even a half second slower than me. So like, I shouldn't have really started, you know, it should have been like slow motion at the top end of that race. It shouldn't have but been. So a, you're thinking at that point, something's wrong with your car probably. Right. Yeah. I mean, exactly. So I'm in my car and like, it feels fine. Left the lot starting line. Great. I look down oil pressures. It's at 70. It's great. Really healthy. You know, water temperatures where it needs to be. Everything did feel like it was laying over. So I'm like, in my head, I'm like, okay, I see what's going on here. Now the whole time in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, you know, my car might pick up a little bit because no headwind. And usually my car picks up on my second pass of the day, but you know, just, it's like, again, it's a street car. So it's not like a full blown black bracket car. That's going to be deadly or anything. So you got to kind of think about these things, these other variables. Um, 
so he's in the other lane, literally just on and off the gas pedal for literally more than half track. It's like basically wheel racing me. And, uh, I mean, long story short, my car slowed down a little bit, like, you know, almost the 10th. Um, I will say I didn't catch him at the end. And again, me, I thought I might've been a little quick regardless of what he was doing. Cause I'm always, I like to run my own lane. Um, so I dumped at the end figuring like he's doing whatever he can not to break out. So why do I want to break out by a little bit? And he breaks out by less, you know what I mean? So right. I wanted to make sure I didn't break out. I dumped at the end. Long story short, I only took off not even two miles per hour, but I ran a 10th off my ET cause it just slowed my car just slowed down. And, you know, he ran four off his ET and he won obviously, but I'm just saying it was such a weird race because if my car wouldn't have slowed down that much, not blaming the car, but it's just the way it works. Um, he probably would have had a much harder time wheel racing me than he did. Cause it was pretty easy on his part. Yeah. And that's, that, that's an, that it's such an interesting strategy. Like at, because if he keeps going rounds, like that's, he's doing that. Well, a lot of people do that, right? A lot of, yeah. a lot of people do hold, you know, I, I, yeah. I, like I've done it before. Everyone's done it, you know, but he was holding like half a second. I yeah, mean, his, a his eighth mile time was a seven Oh five and I was a seven sixty six or something like seven sixty something, you know? So he already was past me by eighth miles. What I'm saying, like, it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's just weird. Then I think like a seven Oh eighth mile time equates to anyone listening wants to correct me like a high 10 or a low 11 second quarter mile time. <laughs> so it was just, it was just weird. And like I said, like I was, I run my own lane. That's how I've always been strategically with racing, but it was just yeah, such I a mean, weird race. There, there's people that, yeah, like you said, there you can hold, but like holding that much is, is kind of uncommon. Right. And that- <laughs> yeah, I've never been a part of a race where anyone's held half a second against me before. Um, yeah. It's just, you know, but a little bit much. It seems like all right, it's almost not like, safe at that point, to be honest with you, if you're holding that much, but um, yeah. I get why people do it. Obviously I'm not saying anything bad because he did a great job and he won. So kudos, kudos to him. Right, because just, if you're running under 1150, um, correct me if I'm wrong, don't you need a roll cage? Yeah. And I think his truck did have a roll cage. Okay. So I think legally like he was good, but yeah, the, yeah. for that class, you can't run below 1150 technically. Okay. You know, you can't dial below 1150, basically. Um, so, you know, like I said, I always run my own lane and I did what I thought my strategy was was right at that point in time. But uh, yeah, like, you know, holding is great and all. I never, but I think I've raced against someone who maybe held a 10th against me before, but never, but never half a second. So it was just interesting that I'd share that story. I mean, overall, it's tough when you're racing like a street car, like my Camaro, the LS Camaro it's, it's tough to have like serious, you know, of course I'm competitive and I have expectations, but it's not a deadly consistent bracket car. So it was just kind of like, you know, Hey, I broke in the 11s with my street car. So my day was already made and I had a good, re- like a couple of good reaction times, a 20 and a 10 light. So I was happy with myself. So, you know, yeah. And, and now, you now, you know what the car is capable of. There's, I'm sure there's more in that car too. And, you know, you get out there, you got, you know, more time with it on the track, you know, it's, you're going to get, it's going to become more consistent over time as you learn the car, you know, more and more. But yeah, I, th- I think, uh, I think on a nice crisp fall day. Yeah. It's it, yeah. At Maple, it could be a high, like maybe 1188, 1189, but at Cecil, it should be a low 80, I would think. Yeah. So maybe we'll get it out. it out. Maybe we'll get it out again sometime this year, but long story short, 
it was a great, it was a good day from an ET perspective. And, you know, I'm saying I can, I have an 11 second street card now, technically. So, um, it's yeah, cool. there you go. You got to change your license plate out. <laughs> I know it's not a 10 second car, like fast and furious or anything like that. But, uh, you know, you know how this sport, this, this sport is it's we're, we're like junkies. So don't be surprised if we see some cylinder heads and a nitrous kit. Oh boy. <laughs> I see you're shopping during work now, aren't you? I am. Yeah. Yeah. I keep getting blocked all the, uh, the security filters. <laughs> and on uh and on facebook marketplace that's a that's a deadly uh black hole it really is it really is but uh but yeah so that was that's what was what i wanted to report from the track this past weekend and share that with everybody i know lucci you were making some really good progress in the garage back home is that right yeah yeah finally it does so my my one buick uh has a 350 buick in it um and i i have headers on the car and the factory fuel lines of course were right up against the headers um where they are routed on the frame so this has been a and i don't know why it sounds silly but it's just been an ongoing struggle for me with this car um uh and i have a lot of other projects going on at the same time so it's one of those things it's kind of like i was working on it then i got pulled away from it then i worked on it then i didn't so I ended up like bending a steel line to go around the frame rail, um, you know, just because you don't want to be heating the fuel up, of course, and and that's dangerous. Uh, but I had the steel line bent perfectly. Was using swage lock uh, fittings, and I had to be off about like less than a degree. And just the way that the line was bent, it's hard to explain without pictures, but. Just the way that the line was bent, it it was, I was not able to bend it where the nut was to get it to connect back to the main body line. So long story short, I decided uh, after talking to a couple of people, including Zach and his dad and a couple other people that I'm I'm done with steel fuel lines. It's just, it's not worth it. Um, Yeah, it's cheap, but cheap things are cheap for a reason. So I switched over to, um, and I only did a section of, remember, this is not the whole fuel line on the car. car. At some point down the road, um, I'm going to do that. But right now I have a lot of other things to get done. So I just wanted to get this fixed. So that way I can keep, you know, drive the car. Um, so I got PTFE, uh, which is, I think that's resistant to like methanol and E85, all different types of fuel. Mm -hmm. Um, so figured that's really the way to go. Um, I mean, yeah, you could use just a normal stainless steel braided line, um, I guess, with the, with the rubber hose inside. But over time, you know, especially with the fuel today, and even if you're using add- additives, you know, that, that rubber breaks down. Um, so I think the PTFE is kind of like, uh, maybe I shouldn't say this, but it's like almost good for your lifetime, right? Because it really shouldn't go bad. Yeah, as long as your car doesn't sit. I've only ever seen yeah. it go bad one time for a car that sat for literally seven years. And that's okay. the only time I ever saw it go bad. But yeah, you're right. If you're driving your car every, you know, not a lot, it doesn't need to be driven a lot. Yeah. Even with race cars, that's what we're doing with the 67 Nova, all PTFE. It's, yeah. Um, and, and it's, and um, Zach, uh, me, you, and your dad were talking this past weekend. Um, and, you know, I got all the tools to put the ends on it. And I got to say, I'll never, ever go back to using steel lines again. Mm-hmm. After I did the first end, 
it was so easy. Like I, I, I was kind of nervous at first. I'm like, oh, what if, what if I don't get the fitting on right? Or what if it doesn't seal? I, as soon as I got cut the hose, um, you know, taped it up, cut the hose, took the tape off, peeled the braid back, put the little f- furrow in. Well, I'm sorry. You slide the slide the uh, the nut on, then you put the furrow in, and then you put the fit in together. It's a piece of cake. It literally took me like I couldn't believe it. it took me like two minutes, mm-hmm. and then I was able to get it up on the car, and it, it was just that that little bit added flex in the line is exactly what I needed, which I couldn't get it out of the steel line. And like I said, I'll never go back. It's just it's it's the way to go. I'll be so. Probably next year or the year after, I'm going to be converting literally all my cars with steel fuel lines over to that. Um, it's not cheap, but again, I think in the long run, it's worth it. And, you know, you, I got a bunch of like really nice stainless steel with uh, clamps with the rubber around them, you know, to replace like the factory steel clamps. And um, I think you can do a really nice job. And, and if you take your time to tuck them up, nicely against the frame. They look really clean. And, and, uh, you know, I'm sure a lot of our racing friends that are listening have been using PTFE for years, but I'm now, um, now part of the cult. <laughs> you, you saw the light. It's you had a yeah, exactly. And, and I mean, that's a huge accomplishment. Cause dude, I remember that was like eating you up for a while with that fuel line and that, in that car. So, you know, congrats to you as well. You know, it goes all around this weekend. And I think we both Thanks. had a lot of, a lot of wins, you know, whether it was at the track, well, technically I didn't win anything, but I won a mental game <laughs> by UT. There you and go. Then you had a major accomplishment with, uh, with your one Buick that is an awesome car. I can't wait to see it out and go for a ride in it. I don't think I've ever ridden in that car. No. Well, I only like drove it up the driveway one time. So uh, I got to adjust the clutch next weekend and uh, a couple other odds and ends, but yeah, I mean, we're, we're getting there. So it's one of those things. And, and you know, with these cars, again, when you're like putting headers and stuff on, you have to make custom, I'm calling them custom parts, mm-hmm. but you know, the fuel lines, you have to like take time to figure out, okay, well, if I route it here, what can I secure to without putting an additional hole in the frame and stuff like that? You know, it's all custom work. It it, mm-hmm. it doesn't happen like with the snap of, you know, your two fingers. So you got to, uh, you're right. It was kind of like eating away at me. And I was just like, you know, I've kind of figured like, all right, I'm going with PTFE. And it just, every after that, everything just took off. And I, I guess it kind of changed my mood set. So sometimes if you spend a little extra money, and you get the right parts, you know, it can kind of just make your day a lot better. Yeah, no doubt. And the point that you just made is, is something that a lot of people, I don't think realize, like, you know, there's nothing wrong with rebuilding, restoring a car with stock or, you know, new old stock or OEM parts that just fit how they're supposed to. Yeah. But when you're putting on stuff that doesn't, isn't stock, like you said, you're, it's custom, you know, yeah. the fuel, what, no matter what it is, whether it's fuel line headers, whatever, there's always going to be extra steps you need to take extra modifications you need to make to make certain things fit or to run lines a certain way. So it definitely takes time, but when it's done, it's, it's well worth it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So, um, yeah, so I guess that's our update for, for the week. And, uh, again, like Zach was saying earlier, we're looking forward to, um, our two guests coming on next week. Um, so there's a big race coming up, uh, what weekend is that, Zach? Remind me again, up at Maple Grove. 
Yeah. Uh, so it's the FRBR Promotions Door Wars is happening uh, next week from Thursday to Sunday at Maple Grove Raceway. Um, what's next Thursday's date? <laughs> the, uh, the 19th, 20th, 21st, 19th to the 22nd at Maple Grove. Um, we'll be there running the, uh, the 94 Camaro, which another thing Luigi helped us with, we got the engine and transmission back into that this week, this weekend. So we'll nice. be there. So you're going to, you're going to be there with, with the car already. You already got a lot of it buttoned up. Oh yeah. Yep. We got, we got a lot buttoned up. Um, I'll be racing that car all four days, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So nice. definitely, you know, if you're in the Northeast region and you're, you're a bottom bulb racer, Highly recommend checking that race out. Maple Grove is a beautiful facility if you've never been. And Andy and Shane, who run those events, do a phenomenal job. They always put the racer first. Um, you know, we had them on a previous episode almost a year ago, actually. And, uh, you know, they're just great people. It's a great race. Highly recommend it. And uh, definitely check it out. And if you can't be there, it's going to be streaming on Motor Mania on their YouTube channel or their their website. So definitely tune in. It's a great race. Um Great people run it, like I said. And uh, yeah, now, Lucci, as you already hit on, you know, this is a pretty brief episode. We just want to give everybody an update on some stuff we've been working on and some of our accomplishments. And uh, speaking of accomplishments, we'd love to hear some of your accomplishments, whether it's at the racetrack, um, a car show, in the garage, whatever you got. Definitely share them with us. Um, you can do that by following us on Instagram and Facebook at Motor Millennials. You know, feel free to message us. We're always very responsive and we love engaging with everybody. Um, you can also check us out on our website at motormillennials.com for our fairly new merch that we, uh, we rolled out about a month or two ago. And, uh, we might have some new designs and logos coming your way. So, you know, always be on the lookout for that. And, uh, yeah, yeah. Like we said, we're really excited for next week with, uh, with Kelly and Marina. So definitely tune in next week for that episode. And as always keep on motoring, edit. <laughs>